So, today I'm looking at Jesus, our intercessor and cheerleader. And specifically the verse in Hebrews 7.25, and I will later on unpack this verse. Now, having justified us, having made us righteous by his sacrifice at the cross, Jesus went to sit at the right hand of his father. And the scripture said that at the same time he sits at the right hand of his father, but he promised as well that we will never be alone. Uh, and the father basically sent the Holy Spirit to be with us every day. So that's the kind of the picture. So Jesus is with his father, the Holy Spirit is with us on a day-to-day -day basis. So you may ask, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. What is he doing now then? Is he just sitting on his hand, relaxing in the long chair? You know, kind of, my work is finished, it was very, very hard. Now it's up to the Holy Spirit to help them. I've done my part. Not at all. Jesus, that's not what he's doing. Is actually leaning forward, is interested in every little detail of our lives. And actually, John 5, verse 17 says that every day he and his father are at work. So he's working. He's not just sitting and relaxing, he's working. Now, has anybody gone one day to a school sport day event? Somebody's done those? Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I want you to picture a school day event. Okay. Every parent cheer their child with their own might. You agree? I mean they shout the name, come on Daniel, come on, whoever, you know, you just go for it. Okay. You encourage them to do their best until the end of the race. And that, no matter their age, their size, or even their ability. I mean, even if you know in your heart they can't win, you still gotta have a go at cheer up your child. Would you, do you know that? Yeah. yeah, you know that, it's true, isn't it? So we all know that good parents and family are going to be the best cheerleader of that child on that day, yeah? That is completely true. If your child wins, you go, yeah, you celebrate with them, you jump up and down, and you really, you know, say, well done. And if he doesn't, well, you say, oh, good effort. Maybe next time. It was so good you participated. So too in, especially in England, you know, it's not about winning. Like, <laughs> so if you're Australian, you might go like, you could have done better. But, you know. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, that's the point. You say, well done, you participated. And then if, if they hurt, you're kind of like running for Badenja cream and you're there, you know. And... If you are super competitive, you might join in the race and give advice and do the dad's race, right? <laughs> okay. Is it true? Yeah. Okay. You will do your best to make that child feel good on that sport day. Listen, this is just a very glimpse and a pale image of how Jesus is for us. Until the end of our race, he will be our best cheerleader. He will be there, cheering us on, leaning forward, looking at our lives and saying, I am here, I am here, don't worry. Okay? When it's good, he's there. When it's not good, he's still there. Yeah? That's how Jesus is. And actually, the Bible is telling us precisely 
what Jesus is doing in Hebrews 7, 25. The verse reads that way. There's many translations, but I'll take the one that I think is the most comprehensive. Consequently, it is able to save to the uttermost, that means completely and at all time, those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Here you have it. Jesus, at the right hand of his Father, lives to intercede for us constantly. That's what the Bible So, So he's not waiting like this until the end of the world for his big return. He is at work now. He is interceding now on our behalf constantly. That is a manifestation of his heart that he will do that. That it is his pleasure. It's his, you know, he loves it. That's what he does. So, let's dig a little bit deeper. What does it mean that, okay, I'm go, I can't go back, so never mind. Maybe somebody could put the, the projector from there. From there. So, what does it mean that Jesus is interceding for us? Now, interceding, it's about making a third party intervening to someone on behalf of another person. Let me illustrate. For example, a parent might intercede to a teacher on behalf of a child. So, yeah, yeah, my boy has not done his homework because he was not well. I mean, that goes down a lot better than the dog has eaten it. <laughs> but that goes down a lot better. If the, the parents, you know, is bothered to drop an email and say, you know, something happened. Okay. Now, it's the same, for example, you can have an agent uh, that might intercede to a corporation on his client's behalf to neg negotiate better deals, better wage, etc. So the agent is an expert in the field and he will take on the the whole thing, you know, the burden of negotiating there. So Jesus intercede to the Father on our behalf. That's what he means. He represents us and he's there and he intercedes, he supports us, okay? So you may say, why would Jesus need to intercede for us to the Father? Why does Hebrews 7.25 is telling us that Jesus is totally able to completely save, present tense, those who draw near him. What is that? You must say, I thought that his work was done once for all, and we were saved once for all. Does, does it mean that the work was not finished and something still need to be done at the present? Hanging. <laughs> Hanging. It does not quite mean that. The, of Gentleman Lodi, Dane uh, Ortlund, explain that the intercession of Christ applies moment by moment the fullness and the victory Christ has achieved on the cross. Amen. Let me repeat that. The intercession of the, sorry, the intercession of Christ applies moment by moment the fullness and the victory Christ has achieved on the cross. This means, in other words, Christ's work on the cross was fully finished, was fully achieved. By these tribes, we are saved. We are completely saved. Now, every day though, Jesus is at work in us and for us. 
That means every day he leans and intervenes on our behalf. So his intercession applies in our lives what he has accomplished at the cross. Can you see that? Yeah? So, if you mess up, or there's still things that you need changing in your life, that's what he does. He is making the work of salvation work in your life. Amen. So you completely said, one for all. But there's a work to be done, and he's doing that with you on an everyday basis. You see, it is why justification and intercession goes together. As you can read in Romans 8, verse 33 and 34, no one can condemn us as it is God who justified for Jesus' uh, death on the cross. But Christ who indeed intercede for us. They go together. Is justified, you one for all, but I still intercede for every everyday moment for you. So, Jesus' heart is like an, an older brother. He pleads for you. He is your advocate. He is your cheerleader. Let's take an example. So you're fully saved, but from time to time, right, things go wrong. You agree with that? So it could be that one day you, you lose your patience and you get angry. I mean, does it happen to you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It could be that one day you let lose control and you did something you know is not right. Okay, we, there's a spectrum of that. It could go from small to big, but you know it was not to, go to the glory of God. Does it happen to anyone? Yeah. 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 It could be that sometimes you just lead, you basically let your pride go in between you and God, and you're not asking for help. That's not right neither. Though all these things are not right. Okay, so it could be even the simple thing like, I don't really fully trust or believe God in every areas of my life. It's realizing that, that's the truth, the reality is, I'm a work in progress, right? So, it works a little bit like that. Okay, forgive me, it's a little bit, you know, comical, but it's what it is. So, Jesus intercedes, beep, refresh button. I died for that. Beep! Already gone. He's applying that every day. He's, sorry, he's applying to our every life the victory he has won on the cross. So you do something wrong. Beep! Gone. You mess up. Up! Oh, I died for that one. No worries. You do something really awful. Beep! That's not who you are, son and daughter. Let's work on that. Beep! Refresh. Beep, refresh button. Justification, intercession goes together. And the Father sees you always, forever, completely, perfectly righteous. Isn't he amazing? Because that's what he does. You know, he's able to save you completely, completely, to the uttermost. Okay? The intercession of Jesus brings the no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's what, that's what it is. You know, we often, we often quote that verse, there's no condemnation for the... Yeah, we know that one. That's because he intercedes for us. That's what makes it possible. So when we mess up, 
He is able to save us completely. He applies forgiveness, but also redemption to our lives by transforming us bit by bit. Can you see that? Yeah? So it's why the Hebrew verse says, he is able to save to the uttermost. That means he's able to save completely, once and forever, now and always, for all time, to those who draw near him. So, until the completion of our race, in every aspect of us and our circumstances, for every sin, for every suffering, he intercedes constantly. He never stops. How amazing is that? Listen, even when you are neglectful in your prayer life and your devotion, Jesus is praying for you. Hallelujah. Even when you don't care, he's interceding for you. Even when you don't want to change, he's interceding for you. Wow. Isn't he amazing? Isn't it amazing? Now, let me read a quote from uh, Dan Hortlund. And I'm not a very good reader in English, so you can read it here. God's forgiving, redeeming, restoring touch reaches down into the darkest crevices of our souls, those places where we are most ashamed, most defeated. More than this, those crevices of sin are themselves placed where Christ loves us the most. His heart willingly goes there. His heart is most strongly drawn there. He knows us to the utmost and he saves us to the utmost because his heart is drawn out to us to the utmost. We cannot see our way out of his standing care. We cannot. That is what the, to the uttermost mean. That Jesus is able to save us completely, comprehensively, in any situation, totally and at all times, forever. It is not just forgiveness of sin. It's also the grace to change so that we would be transformed at his image. He's cheering us on. He shouts words of affirmation to you. You're a son, you're a daughter. You don't need to sin anymore. I'm there for you. He encourages us. So when it's tough, he goes, come on, I can take this burden. Our Lord on me. He's there. He encourages us. And he won't stop. He won't be quieted. You know, he will speak victory and celebration over, over you always. And he will continue this until the end. Every time we fail, until we are fully matured, and Christ-like. He will never cease to do so. Amen. This is his heart. And by interceding, what he does, he connects our hearts to the Father's heart. That's what he does. And that is a solution for us every day. Every day it is for us. It is for us, providing for us. So we can walk in confidence, in confidence that the Father loves us. We can walk in confidence that He loves us and He sees us completely, completely righteous. Okay? So let me just wrap this up. What Jesus has done in the past, 
is if he provided all the means for our salvation by his death on the cross. What Jesus is doing now in the present is interceding for us and applying moment by moment to our lives the reality of what he has accomplished at the cross. This is so releasing. This is so releasing because he's putting the work. He's doing the work. When you are sinning, he does not abandon you, but beep, he hits the refresh button. He chooses to lavish upon you his outrageous grace. You cannot sin your way out of his loving care. That is the outrageous aspect of the gospel. That's why the gospel is so good news. It's outrageous. Listen, it's so outrageous that the thought of sin doesn't matter should come to your mind. In the same way that he came to the mind of the Roman, so much so that Paul wrote in Romans 6, so shall we say then, shall we go on sinning? So his grace could increase. And he goes, God forbid, of course not, because we are dead to sin. So of course we're not going on to sin. But the gospel of grace, it's so outrageous that the thought need to cross your mind. Oh, wow, is that true? No matter what happens to me and no matter what I do, he forgives me, he loves me, and his grace abounds. So let his love compel you and transform you. That is his love compels you and transform you. It's because you're realizing that Jesus is so good that you want to please him. It's because you're realizing that he's given you a new nature that you don't need to sin and you stop sinning. Not because you're following rules and regulations. Do you get it? Yeah? So once more, once more, the only thing we need to do here is to draw near to him. It says in the verse of Hebrew, if I read again, so I want to make sure that you know I'm reading the Bible right. <laughs> Consequently, it is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. The only bit we have got to do in this is draw near to him. That is the only bit we've got to do. It's a Jesus. I need you. I want you. I'm drawing near to you. Okay, so let's pray. Would love if we could just pull our, our head and respond to this. Wow. First of all, if you are not saved, Today, if you know you have not asked Jesus as a Savior in your life, but you want this amazing Savior, this gracious Savior, just give me a little wave. And if it's the case, let's talk at the end. Okay, because today is the day that you can encounter this amazing Savior. So if you're brave enough, just give a little wave. Nobody's watching. 
and then we'll talk at the end. Alright? Now if you are a Christian, okay, wow, wow, you don't have to do anything. Amen. Jesus intercede for you. He intercede for you. Let his grace and his love draw you, compel you. Let him transform you from the inside by his Holy Spirit. By his Holy Spirit. So I just want to pray, Lord Jesus, thank you for the revelation of who you are. That you are our best cheerleader. You are our best advocate. You are our savior and you love us, Jesus. I pray that you would go into all the private crevices of our hearts and dig out all the things that are not right, all the things we messed up, and hit the refresh button, Jesus, and help us to transform by the Holy Spirit. <coughs> because we love you and we want to serve you, Jesus.